Hello, Charlie Cummings here. This is the fourth episode of Radio Echo with Fanfara. This time it's a conversation between me, Freya Kier, co-founder of Fanfara, and Norwan Salahoun, artist, designer, and the first participant this year in Fanfara's B-Channel series. The conversation took place a few days after Norwan's performance at Fanfara, and it begins with Freya describing the idea behind the B-Channel format, and then proceeds towards a specific discussion of Norwan's own performance for B-Channel. As with the last conversation with the Office for Workspace Studies, available on the European Echo website, I've decided to split the episode into two parts, since the second half of our conversation moved on to a more general discussion of Fanfara, so stay tuned for that. For now, here's part one. I guess the speed channel, idea of speed channel, well, the name itself also comes from this like autonomous chat forums online, like 4chan, mm-hmm. and um, the liberty that it gives you to have a voice uh, while being autonomous, or oh no, not autonomous, um, anonymous, sorry. Um, <laughs> but do you think- which is, of course, not the, the I mean, of course, person like you are then revealed on the evening itself but uh, so the idea of B channel is, is that you don't know what to expect beforehand. Yeah. But besides that I don't think don't think that's the common um, concept of all fanfare events. No, sure. But with um so speaking specifically about B channel then like um is it a kind of comment or, or like a reaction to sort of um or or you're saying about autonomy, right? Mm-hmm. But well, yeah, actually, I was about to, uh, I was yeah. supposed to say anonymous. Anonymous. Yeah. Anonymous. yeah. You didn't say okay. Yeah. Okay. But but, <laughs> but autonomy is like useful as well, right? Yeah. Because you're autonomous from the internet, I guess. Yeah. You know, like cyberspace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and all it's kind of the power I guess it wields and mm-hmm. things like that. Like, I yeah, I mean, this is really important. I think. Like, there, there really does have to be something slightly more real in the world, I guess, you know, like, uh, then, than just, um, here's an event, here's the people attending, you know exactly what you're going to get before you go, right? Like, we... Yeah, but for this, um, how do you say, program, or mm-hmm. B-channel project, mm-hmm. it's more like, can we say, mouth to ear? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, it's more I mean, like, I yeah, there's something coming unmediated you mean or? yeah but mediated other in more yeah and it, it goes both now for I mean the communication of the event which is actually not being promoted through Facebook and um, well a news mail because we do have to send to yeah. inform people somehow uh-huh. and then also the invitation which is actually something new that we're trying but the invitation of the person who's in charge of the evening also goes through this um, chain letter kind of concept mm-hmm. where the person in charge invites the next person and the next person which is also taking the control out of our hands somehow or yeah. making it, it's making it semi unpredictable to yeah yeah I guess we can also call it a network at least in the sense of, of talking about the invitations and, mm-hmm. I mean and there's and almost so like a stronger younger. links between people and yeah. so, so like you don't know the person who I'm, I want to invite mm-hmm. and I'm even not sure if she f- could fit the space but if, even if she doesn't it's even better you know because yeah. then it will but um so but are you, are you did you announce that it was no one who was presenting 
beforehand, even in the email? Or was no, it? No. Really? Um, no. Really? I had to in my. Um, Around in my friends, I was Here like, comes. Yeah, yes. <laughs> you, you no, but I said, I said uh, there's something happening in Fonfarge. <laughs> and it might involve me. And I didn't, <laughs> I didn't say it was do me, things. but come. No, 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 no I but I mean, to come, officially know. nothing, nothing uh, went out about. Yeah, but mm. this was good because then, of course, I had my close friends here. But then I was also confronted to people I I never seen in Amsterdam, mm. even though it's a small city. Mm. So it was a good uh, challenge. What uh, about? Yeah, I think it's not even. I mean, you wouldn't be doing people a favor by telling them who it is because no. then you no, take no, no, something no. away of yeah, the experience. So. Yeah, yeah. But then this like um, slightly hangs on the the sort of B channel as a thing, right? Building up sort of a reputation that people would want to go back even if they don't know and I think that is very hard and there's this huge temptation to like I mean what we what we now decided to do is that we reveal the names of the previous B general participants cool cool that's good so that gives you kind of an idea about the how the menu works and this is what we <laughs> hopefully will do again with the next person right is like maybe sit here and talk about it afterwards um, but anyway, um, yeah, I think like it would be super if you just didn't use any like modern communication to, to do it, like that you just advertised on paper or something like that. Yeah, but which is actually just... also what we do. We have these A4s and we mm. assign a guy who's really good at illustrating. This. Is so it Ben Clark? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ben Clark. Yeah. And say his name. Why? Why is that funny? I don't no, it was just kind of. It's a character. It was like a small okay. promotion to put in. To okay. Ben Clark. <laughs> ben dot Clark at gmail dot com. Actually, can I say one thing before we just about the B channel um, yeah. and the fact of it not being um, anonymous or like what the concept stems from? So it does also. The fact of us not knowing who's invited and other people also not knowing what to expect is also allowing you to kind of... I mean, then taking it from the 4chan and this um, reference to internet chat forums in that sense, it allows you to somehow break an algorithm or break mm. our like normal yeah, online behaviors or how, how content is less maybe at least unfortunately most often less surprising because it comes like what you were yeah. searching for also mm. comes into your focus and and by creating this like the channel is kind of suggesting um unpredictable tracks mm. in this situation as well because it's only a recording it's quite nice to like really sort of communicate the fact that this is an extremely lovely space that you have. Mm-hmm. We even joked about that this this particular space is so enjoyable that whatever we, no offense, <laughs> but that would whatever any, any anything yeah that whatever you do in here mm-hmm. cannot go that bad because yeah. of the space. People have got kind of distraction of the city mm-hmm. as a place, right? And I've kind of repeated this again and again, Norman, I, we don't have to talk about your work as such. No, no, it's, no I can, I can. Um, <laughs> but um, I, I was thinking, like, um, when you did your performance, I didn't mm. know what was going to happen. I expected that we were going to, I was going to turn up, you were going to introduce something, mm-hmm. and then 
again, this space, I think, kind of offers quite a lot of spectacle in itself, so you're kind of ready for... Um, yeah, it so. kind of uh, saved me at the beginning because then I uh, so in my mind I, I yeah I thought that everybody would just pop up like come at the same time and suddenly I just I could just begin but of course no people arrived one by one and I was really like suddenly anxious how I should deal with people. Should I introduce and I just tell them to just enjoy the space and I had nothing to say because there was the space that was talking for itself in a way. So people were just moving and surrounding, chilling upstairs and I just had to... Yeah, I spoke to some friends of mine who said like, because they were a bit confused because nothing happened the first yeah, half yeah. hour or something. And one of them were asking, like, but what's going to happen? And mm -hmm. I mean, the deal was that we were not going to say what was going to happen. Mm -hmm. So it was at that moment, and nothing was revealed. And then his friend just said, like, oh, whatever, just, like, get a drink and just enjoy yeah. the space. Or, I mean, we would, it's anyway a place where you wouldn't mind going for mm -hmm. just enjoying it for what it is. Mm -hmm. yeah. But, it, like, that's the thing, is, like, I guess the piece itself really like highlighted like where you are it was like very consciously like it, I don't know it kind of turned everybody else into a into the art piece I suppose I thought that was really really nice like I mean when I say that it was the first uh, exhibit it's because I suppose it was the first one in a way that struck me as like actually using the space but that's not true actually because station to station did the same thing but like yeah no, but it's true in the way that I think with station to station which was the first event that we did in the space uh, the main content was the launch of this online publication which um, was already there and it was already existing um, before there was any awareness about the space mm. And then, additionally, there was this installation made um, Burris in contrast, Moline um, already, uh, or like, I guess, well, I'm not sure, but I guess you already saw the space yeah, before I, uh, the work really took shape. Yeah, I did the work kind of, like, half of the work is made for considering the space. Did you ever, because your work is, is a, it's mainly performative, yeah, it's a mix of, uh, yeah, at the end, yes, it's a yeah. mix. Yeah. And then, um, do, do you construct it based on the place where it's uh, happened? What is your experience? I'm thinking, yeah, true, yeah, it's always, and it's also always uh, thinking of a closed space, and it's true that I always uh, construct the work thinking of where it will be presented. Mm. Yes. In a way, it could uh, always be, I could do it this, this somewhere else, but then I will have to change something. Yeah. So there is a base that will remain the same, but I always want to connect it with the context of the space, the real space I'm in, mm. because then the people also feel it differently. That really like makes me think about, like. Uh, it's a bit of an obvious point, but like, you know, the, the nature of 
what your work is going to be is going to change according to like really really like subtle mm. even like economic forces I guess mm. like you know you speaking of this place like you're not going to have you might not it, it might we might all get pushed out because of some sort of gentrification process or something like that you know like that the, there's uh, people who talk about it a lot with New York in the 80s that like the campuses were really big because everybody had access to warehouses and nobody wanted to be in them so you could actually like produce these huge things and stuff like I think um, you know we're only gonna I think Amsterdam's only gonna get more expensive to live in and things like that I wonder if like I mean I can't imagine you're really too much but like have you experienced that like yeah, yeah, I think about it all the time. I mean, my studio, it's, it's my room as well. Yeah. So, yeah. Like, so in this, in a way, the, the work I do is also a kind of reflection of the way I work because it's always in the same kind of small bubble or small space. Um, but yeah, I always try to follow, that's why also I follow the uh, place where I work and where I will present this and where I will meet people in this um, yeah the space is always a part of this it does remind me of the like of studying at the Ritfeld Academy and, and becoming aware about how those those um, they have regulations about the average space space per student depending on which department you're studying at yeah. and um, well I guess especially at a place that, like that, it where the graphic department is allowed to be very um, experimental, mm-hmm. people are not uh, are also producing um, content such as installations or performances or whatever. But actually, the average space space per student is like three times smaller than the average space if you are an art student, and I just. Um, it's pretty interesting because a lot of the, I mean, I even think that department is also producing quite a lot of um, people who become artists mm. afterwards. But somehow it's assumed through your this because of what your restriction. It's already assumed what kind of material you should be working with, or at least scale, mm. and um, which is also maybe a little bit relating to you because you studied yeah. graphic design before. Yeah, yeah, and also. Uh, the department where I ended last year, I mean, critical studies, it was such a blurry space and department for everybody, maybe even for us. But uh, so the medium we would use or the space we would be affected to were kind of already clear for other people. Mm. So in a way it was quite also fun for me to play with this or to try to reach um, uh, scales are like um, I talk about medium because for me it's also dealing with the space because I work with more acting parts. I do want to get back to this um, yes, feeling of what you told me about how you have this um, anxiety or awkwardness and how that's also an element 
that becomes useful in that situation. Yeah, or somehow, because I, I did sense it, but then I don't know if that was maybe because you had told me already. And I was it was also, visible when people were arriving. I yeah, I know, but social. also the fact that that you didn't you you didn't read it out or you didn't read it in all my lines. You didn't read all your lines, and also it was not that loud when you did it. But yeah. somehow I was also appreciating. But that was my personal experience. This feeling of of attention somehow, which was um, being created by the fact of of you feeling a bit awkward in this mm -hmm. position of being in the center. Yeah, it's but it's, yeah, it's something. Yeah, I realize that it's a lot about me at the end. But maybe yeah, so I want to just bring everybody in my uh, embarrassment kind of. Mm. Yeah. But that's why I, I was thinking before coming here that all the things I've done so far, uh, it's in like a closed space, like we are stuck in the same small space all together mm -hmm. and there's like this weird me uh, doing something that doesn't really go anywhere. And at the end, people are just, uh, everybody has kind of the same feeling at the same time. And I, you know, like this weird connection it's good like for um not challenging but at least like offering something slightly more interesting than just like an opening right where yeah. it becomes and you're almost like i think i felt like that was almost an opening but like actually people were kind of almost like punished for for this sort of idea that they could just sit yeah 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 and um i mean i definitely felt that when it was like starting yeah like oh shit i, I don't know if i'm supposed to be yeah you know like but you were sorry you were saying like before you came here you were thinking about that everything everyone was yeah yeah if we have yeah if we think again about the space it's also a lot about uh, how you enter a space and yeah. how once you are in the space especially in the art context, I guess, but not mm. in not only in any space where you are not alone, basically. But that's quite interesting. Like, I mean, I, I really, yeah, I was kind of thinking about it. You know, like this idea that space is socially produced. You know, like that suddenly everybody's in this new space, and you've created that. Mm. You know, like your by just your very like um, mastery over the kind of dynamics. I mean, another another person. It's not just you. I think like Fanfara created this sort of event, you know, and there's like all these different flows and, and like it's like it's I guess what would be called an assemblage, right? Where you're mm -hmm. suddenly like it's produced by the objects and it's produced by the the like the people and the ideas and the preconceptions and stuff like that. And like I think it's a really important thing to think about in relation to Fanfara. Like it's like to be aware that you're you have this kind of role, I guess, to create spaces and, yeah. and stuff. Like, uh, yeah, I think it's really important. <laughs> to that. I mean, don't really have anything more to say beyond that, but I, I don't know if, like, it's something people are really thinking about enough in Amsterdam. Like, yeah. all the, in and also, uh, in this way, I really was um, glad to be invited in this specific uh, uh, idea, like, big channel. So it was so... This idea of doing something 
why people don't expect anything, even though people always expect something when they are invited in fanfare or they are kind of to a tone or and for me it was really playful to to yeah work on this uh, kind of uh, yeah preconceptions or like projections that people would have. Yeah, because I guess the awkwardness is it comes from also being confronted with your own expectations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of um, yeah, going to an event here, mm. and then maybe not really um, um, being comfortable in not knowing what to expect. Radio Echo with Fanfara is a European Echo production. You can follow us by searching Radio Echo on the podcast app or liking European Echo on Facebook. The theme was Cass by Jim Clamose.